Tashem self for learning Saita Daf Chaf. We left off on Daf Chaf Amidalev by the Mishnah. Continues the Mishnah describing the procedure that was done to a woman who became a suspected Saita or Suffolk Saita. And the Mishnah says, actually Nimcha Koha Megillah, up until the point where the Megillah that was written was erased. If Amra Eni Shaisa, if the woman says, I do not want to go forth with drinking these waters, not because I'm guilty, I'm innocent, but I don't want to drink, the din is going to be that being that the Megillah was not yet erased, Megillosa Nignezes. Megillosa Nignezes says Rashi in the beginning of the Mishnah, where did they hide? Where did they make a Geniza with the Megillah? There was a place somewhere on the sides of the building of the Hegel, where they had a Geniza room, as we would call it today. And over there, the Megillah that was already written was hidden. Interesting, the Mesoides Hashas has another Girsa in Rashi. Instead of reading the words Bitsidei, he reads Bitsirei. And as we see here from Toysvis, that really this is based on a Yerushalmi. The word Tzirim, Tzirei means in the hinges. And it appears that they used to put it somewhere in the hinges, in the doors that opened up to the Hegel. And when they opened and closed and opened and closed those doors, it made that Megillah and everything that's written on it fall apart. And everything got erased. So it wasn't like we have the image today that you put it in a Geniza and eventually it's buried. But actually it was put in a location where that very location made it get used up. It rubbed off the letters. There's a lot of discussion on this Girsa and Rashi and or on the Yerushalmi. This is considered uh, maybe not... Uh, be a dayim, but you, are, you are, are at least causing Hashem's name to get erased. How can you do it? So there's a lot of discussion on this girsa. Back in the Mishnah. Another detail. If the mincha was already sanctified, because it was put from the basket, from the very inexpensive basket with which they brought it to the Beis HaMikdash, if it was already put in the Klishadis, and now the mincha acquired Kedusha Saguf, meaning it cannot be redeemed. And again, she's saying at this point, I'm not drinking, says the Mishnah, that her mincha is scattered on the ashes. And as Rashi quotes from Bishchitas Kachim, meaning Mesechtas Zvachim, the name of the Pedic is not Shchitas Kachim, the Pedic, that Kuv Daladamet Beis, is Pedic Tfulyoim. And over there, the Gemara says, Omar Nachman, Omar Rabba Baravua that there were three piles of ashes. One of them was in the Azara itself. The other one was on the Har Habayis. And the third one was Chutz L'Sholosh Machnois, meaning outside Yerushalayim. And whenever you had Psuli HaMikdashim that were not allowed to be offered or eaten, so they were burnt in one of these pile ashes. These were burnt on the ashes that were in the Azara itself because uh, there was Kedushas HaGuf and you cannot redeem it. Another interesting point just to speak out. Yesterday we learned the machlekes between the Chachamim and Rabshimen and Abakiva. It says Chachamim on one side, Rabshimen and Abakiva on the other side, as to does she drink the waters first or are, is the carbon brought first? And according to the opinion that holds, that mashke, Vacharkach Makriv, Luchaura, when she says, the mincha was not yet sanctified and therefore it could be redeemed. So this Mishnah would flow better according to the Shita of Rabbi Kiva, according to the Shita of Rabbi Shimon, at least the Reisha of the Mishnah, 
that holds that makriv v'acharkach mashka. So they already sanctified it. And uh, she's saying, I'm not drinking. So at this point, minchasam is pazeres. Another detail, if the Megillah was already written, you cannot use it for another saita. This Tana of the Mishnah goes according to the opinion that the Ksiva has to be lishma, as we spoke out yesterday, but really we will learn in Mirza Shemandav Chafamid Beis that that's a machlekes tanoim. Not everyone ascribes to this opinion. There are others who hold that at least the writing of the Megillah does not need to be for her sake. Another diok in the Mishnah, when the Mishnah says that it's not kosher to make another saita drink, that implies that if it was written for her, and for whatever reason they suspended or they stopped the procedure, for example, the witnesses that were Eidestira became Eidem Zaymimim. So that means she was never really a Saita. So they would stop the procedure. If later two other witnesses come and say, no, we indeed saw her that she was secluded with that individual, so again she becomes a Saita, that Megillah will be allowed to be used because the Mishnah only says this Megillah cannot be used for another Saita. Continues the Mishnah, but once the Megillah was erased, if she says, once she says, I am guilty, so then, as we learned yesterday, whenever she says she's guilty, clearly, we do not force her to drink. The water is spilled out. Even though that the waters come from the Kir, even though the waters have in it the Shem Hashem, but it's erased in it, so there's no inherent Kedusha which will not allow us to spill it out. There's no geniza by the mind. However, again, her mincha will be mispazeres, will be scattered, al base hadeshen. Just that the Mishnah in the Reisha said al hadeshen. And here the words of the Mishnah is al base hadeshen. It's not consistent. Be that as it may, we burn the mincha, kedusha saguf. Now again, let's just repeat what we said before. If our Mishnah goes according to Rab Shimon that says makriv, they already erased the waters. If they already erased the waters according to Rab Shimon, then the mincha should have been offered already. So interestingly, this part of the Mishnah appears to be going according to the Chachamim, that they hold mashke v'acharkach makriv, or it's going according to Rab Shimon, but they did it. The Kain made a mistake, again, as we learned yesterday, and they did not do it in the correct order for this Mishnah to work, for this situation to come to be. However, but she's not saying I'm Tomei. She's only saying any Shaisa. And let's add, according to Rabbi Akiva, according to the interpretation we gave yesterday, it's not that she's saying it because she was cool, calm, and collected the whole time. But she was saying it, which that could be that she's really innocent. She just doesn't want to drink. So in that scenario, they force they force her, and they make her drink the waters. Now, what happens when she drinks the waters? Now, the Mishnah is going to start to describe what happened to the Saita. She hardly finishes to drink. Her face turns into this unhealthy, either brown or yellow color. And her eyes bulge out. And all of the veins in her body start to protrude. They become visible from the outside. And once the Kahanim notice 
that evidently she was guilty and she will die. So the Kahanim say, take her out. Another version says that they repeated that word twice. Meaning, take her out quickly. For her not to become Tame while she's in the Azara, we'll see later in the Gemara. Now she says, and what were to happen if she were to die in the Azara? Now obviously, we do not want Kahanim to be within Daladamas of her. Kahanim cannot become Tame. Um, which for sure would mean that when the Mishnah says they were not asking Kahanim to take her out. They were asking some Yisrael observer, you take her out. And again, in the Gemara, we'll see why they took her out. However, it says the Mishnah, if she has a schus, if she has a merit, it's going to be in the of what exact merit, it's taita, it's mitzvahs. If she has merits, Hoysa toila of the merits can leave her hanging. Toila means it suspends the punishment. In other words, she will not die, even though, according to most, the beginning of the effects of the waters start immediately. It's not like nothing happens to her until her schus ran out, but she doesn't die for how long? Our Mishnah says, Yesh schus toila shana achas. There are certain merits that would leave her a lie that would suspend the punishment in its entirety for one year. There's other merits that will even give her two years of life. And the the most a merit can allow the Saita to be toilas three years. Don't forget that three in throughout Taita is considered the Chazaka. And we're not going to give her a Chazaka of life when she was guilty. And the Taita says that those waters will actually make her die. Again, a lot more Mirza Shavan Dafchofalov to see as to what's chus and what's the difference between one year, why, what others chus and for two years. There's a Ben Yehoyada that says that mitzvahs that can only be kept by day, the day has 12 hours, for every hour a month, 12 hours, 12 months. There are mitzvahs that are good for day and night, that's 24. So those mitzvahs will give her two years of life. And the three years, he says that there are certain mitzvahs that not only are kept for 24 hours, but they extend, they expand. For example, Shabbos. Not only because of Tais Shabbos, but in order for us to have food to eat on Shabbos, we have to prepare Erev Shabbos. In order for us to be able to fast on Yom Kippur, we have to eat Erev Yom Kippur. And actually by Yom Kippur, because of the Diyok HaKsuvim, Bitisha, Mitisha. So the Gemara tells us in Yuma that kol ha'oichel, v'shoyse b'tshi, ma'lol v'akosav, as if he fasted on the 9th and on the 10th. So there are certain mitzvahs that go for more than one day, that's the three years, more of all this, Emir Tzashem, tomorrow. <coughs> However, Mikan, Amr Ben Azai, now, based on this, says Ben Azai, that since there's a concept of Ischus, suspending punishment, Chayiv Adam Lelamed Ezbitay Taita, man is obligated, and obligated means it's fitting, even according to Ben Azai, he doesn't mean obligated like a father is obligated to teach his son. But it's fitting, it's good for a father to teach his daughter Taitam. She'im tishta, so if she drinks or if she will observe someone else drinking and she will see that they're not immediately dying and she might think, God forbid, that that which it says in the Taitam is not true. If she'll learn Taitam, she's going to know. And like Rashi says, being that, like we will learn in the Fchaf Amid Beis, that there is a remez in the Psukim, in Parsha Saita, that's Chusas Taila. So if she's going to properly learn Taila, she's going to understand that Diuk, and she's going to know that a Chus can be Taila, so she won't be surprised 
if she won't see a Saita right away dying, or if, God forbid, if she becomes a Saita and she doesn't die immediately, she's going to understand that's because of Zchus To which Rabbi Eliezer says, Kol whoever teaches his daughter Taito, and here there are two versions, and we're going to take out the parentheses, is Loimda Tiflos. The word Tiflos has two meanings. We're going to interpret the word Tiflos, not like the Rambam that understands the word Tiflos from emptiness, but like Rashi. We'll stick with Rashi. Rashi understands the word Tiflus. It comes from the same Shoydish of Tfila. And Tfila, as we learn in Hasidus, means joining together. In this context, it's as if he teaches her joining together. It means an improper joining together. It's as if he's teaching her how to be promiscuous. Why? Because by learning Torah, specifically Torah Shabal Pe'em, that's going to give her mind a certain amount of sharpness. And a person can use that cunning or that sharpness to act improperly and then to cover one's actions. There's so much to be said on this, Rabbi Eliezer. Just to say the following: that we Hasidic Chabad, we have, a, we know this is all written in the Friedrich Rebbe's memoirs. That all of the Yidden, we're going back now at least hundreds of years. Let's start with his story of the Maral of Prague and his Rebbe's in Pedal. All of the Yidden that had this chus to be exposed to Limud Hakabala. We're going even to the times before it became a mitzvah to be Megalo Zaysachachma. They, they taught their daughters Torah. And Torah means not only halacha, and halacha, by the way, even according to Rabbi Yezer, one is obligated to teach his daughters halacha, vaharaya, according to everyone, according to all the Tanoim, women always made birchasa Torah. And they have to make birchasa Torah because they have to learn the mitzvahs. How can you keep the mitzvahs? If you don't learn, how do you keep those mitzvahs? But in other words, the type of Torah that we're speaking about is not just the halacha. The Torah here is Pasha, the whole Torah Shabal Peh, and, 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 and the Nigla the Torah, and the Nister the Torah, and the Kiyadua Bachal de Maral, who wrote so many Sfarim that his wife, Pedal, she was the editor of his Sfarim. And there are eight locations where she found the mistake that he made. And she wrote, Pedal, that since she was a teenager, there wasn't a single day of her life that passed in which she did not dedicate five hours for Limud HaTorah. And from her descendants, that's the whole story with the Alter Rebbe Zayda. The Alter Rebbe Zayda was called Shneir Zalman. And he married, his wife's name was Rachel. This is not the Alter Rebbe, this is his Zayda. And Rachel was the daughter of Baruch Batlin, Baruch Portugala. These are Gewaldic stories in the Friedrich Rebbe Zechreinus. And Baruch Portugal, he was from the Chevre, the Chevraya Kadisha that belonged to one of the earlier Baal Shems. And therefore, he was exposed to Kabbalah. And he taught his daughter Rachel Torah. And she was very learned. But being that this was not the norm in those days, so when she got married to Ashneir Zalman, she never told him that she's learned. She was afraid that she, it might affect her shidduch. And the story was that they lived in Posen, and there was an Eidov in Posen, and they were walking in winter, and they were walking with their gloves. And in Halacha, there's a question whether a person is allowed to wear gloves on Shabbos, where there's no Eidov, because a person might greet another fellow, Shalom Aleichem, taking off the glove, and they might, by mistake, not put the glove back on. Side of that, her brother Binyamin was carrying Svarim. Stama the Sidr, the Chumash, from Shul, back to Shul. And while they're walking together, so it was Baruch Batlin with, with his wife. And his wife was walking with Rachel, the Shneir Zalman's wife, with Binyamin. And a man announces the eight of broke. And now you are walking now, both with the gloves on and with Svarim. So that was the time that Baruch Batlin turned to his daughter and he told her that even though many people here are very learned, 
But you know Hilchah Shabbos, you tell us what to do. And she was very hesitant. She was afraid that people like her husband will realize that she learned a lot of Torah. She was very learned. But her father encouraged her. And what she said there was that wearing the gloves is not a problem because since we are in a group, we're going to remind each other if one accidentally will take off a glove and we'll forget to put it back on. Regarding the Svarim, what she said was they should walk. And as they're walking, every person should constantly pass the Svarim to someone else. So no one should walk more than four Amis, six feet, carrying the Svarim. And before they enter their home, someone should go ahead and call out a Nanju. The Nanju should be the one taking the Svarim and bringing it into the house. And then when they got home, how they hit the books. And they realized that from all of the solutions in Halacha, that was the best solution. And Shneir Zalman was very uh, taken back. His wife is learned. How does she learn? You're not supposed to learn. The end was that this is what introduced him to the whole Torah Sakabal. So from then on, by Hasidim, all of the Mishpachas that were connected, they taught their daughters Torah. Also to make a note that a few generations ago in the entire Fruma Jewish world, you can call this the Besyakov movement, it became acceptable that all daughters get a formal schooling in Torah. And like the great Mayor Shapiro said, and he had the Girsa Ki'ilu, just to finish with him, and he said that what the Mishnah says, Ki'ilu, Tiflus, to say the following, that when the daughter is not learning anything, in other words, when she's at home, then you had the sheet of Rabbi Eliezer. But if she's learning Tiflus Mamish, in other words, if she's learning all other types of Chachmas, that also sharpen the mind and it could be used to behave inappropriately, so Avad, then you should learn Taita. And Bachlal, but we understand by learning, whatever you put into your head affects your emotions and whatever affects your feelings will affect your actions and what healthier, what greater than as the Yiddish world behaves today that Torah is taught to everyone. Let's continue on the mission. Rabbi Shua, Rabbi Shua says, and the Gemara is going to explain the connection, the juxtaposing of Rabbi Shua with the previous statement that that a woman would prefer a smaller portion of money. A smaller portion of livelihood. But for her husband, here tiflus means the joining together that's kosher. She would rather be more with her husband. Don't stay at the office until no one knows what time. Because you're claiming you want to earn more money. I would rather have less money. And you should be more with me. Mitisha kabin than having nine times more finances. Uprishus, but from her being separated from her husband. And this is really a statement that the Jewish people tell to God. That we are God's wife. The Knesset Yisrael. And by being in Golos, there's a tremendous chus, and there's a lot of reward that we will get because of our Aveda in Golos. But we don't want the Golos and the reward. We would rather have less reward, only one kav. But to be betiflus betfila, connected to Hashem, than staying one second more in Golos, even if that's going to result in nine kavim, that was the Rebbe used to say many times, Uprishus, and who are you? Rabbi Shua said that chasid shaitam. A non-intelligent chassid. And the Gemara is going to explain that refers to a woman who's drowning. And a chassid says, Nagia, you can't touch a woman. And he's going to hesitate to save her. Or v'rasha arum, a cunning rasha, meaning someone who gives other bad advice. And they won't understand that it's bad advice. V'isha perusha, the Gemara is going to explain, amongst other things, that refers to women that behave that they are very holy. But the example is given that a woman isn't giving birth. And there's this Isha Purusha that knows Kishuf. And she says a few words and she prevents the baby from coming out. So now that there's a big crisis, then she comes ahead and she saves the baby by uttering other words that allow the baby to come out. And she's a herald like a great hero. She was the one that made the problem. And then she's trying to get credit for fixing the problem. 
Umaka is perushim, those people who hit themselves, people who abuse of their bodies, thinking that this is in service of God, overly hurting one's goof. They are the ones who are a mevalei ha'olam. They are the ones who ruin the world. More of this, Emir Tzashem, later. So says the Gemara, Amar So we quote now a Braisa. And the Braisa speaks about Rabbi Meir. What did Rabbi Meir say? That Kishayisi lamei Torah etzel Rabbi Kiva. When I was learning Torah by the great Rabbi Kiva, Hoyisi matel kankantoim, I used to add Kankantoim is what we learned in the Mishnah Daf Yudzayinam at Beis, some type of Sraf Ha'ilan, says Rashi, dear. Sraf Ha'ilan means a certain type of um, sap or resin or gum that, that, that could be used, people used to use in their inks. He used to add it inside the normal ink while he was a scribe and really Amarli Davar. And my teacher, Rabbi Kiva, did not comment about it. However, Kishabasi ate Rabbi Yishmael when I then went to learn about Rabbi Yishmael. And Omar Li, Rabbi Yishmael, asked me, Bini, Mama how do you make a living? Omar Tiloi, Lavler Ani, I'm a scribe. So Omar Li, Rabbi Yishmael, told me, Rabbi Meir, Bini, my son, have a zoir, you have to be very cautious. Or you should be shining in what you do. Why? Because what you're doing is the work of God. You are working for the heavens. And why is it the work of the heaven? So we spoke it out in the negative. Shema, taxir, oisachas. You might by accident write some of stam, leaving out one letter. Oitatir, or the box says, tiyasir, tiyater, oisachas. Or you might add one letter and it says, and through it, atamachrev es kol ho'elam kula. You're going to destroy the entire world. And as the marsha says, from here you see that even a puzzle, a sefer Torah, affects the whole world. Because if a letter is missing, or if there's an additional letter, then the Sefer Torah is not kosher. And still, the power and the understanding that we know that Hashem is takal alma, that the Torah is the blueprint to the world, and everything, the Torah is the channel through which all of the light of creation goes through to create the world. So any mistake in the Sefer Torah will have a negative impact in the world, and obviously in the positive. Omar Tiloi, to which when I heard Rabbi Shmuel telling me that, I told him, I have some type of substance, that I put inside the ink, and the kankantam shemai. The Gemara is going to explain, what does that have to do with Rabbi Shmuel's cautious words, be careful to write everything precisely, don't take a letter out, and all like Rashi says, don't take a letter out, where do we have a letter that can be taken out? Zokrashi Hashem, Emes. That's Rashi. So if you take out the Aleph from the word Emes, you're left with what you're left with. So Rabbi Shmuel tells me, you can, can you put Kankantim in the ink? The Torah says, and we had this before, regarding the parsha of the Saita, that in those circumstances you erase the Megillah in the water. And when you erase it, it has to become fully erased. It has to be a... a, a, a substance of ink that becomes fully erasable and kankantoim always leaves a mark. So the Gemara asks, my why would Rab Meir tell Rabbi Shmuel that I put kankantoim in response to the fact that Rabbi Shmuel told him that you know have a you should be shining with your work. So this is what Rab Meir told him that don't worry. Not only the not only will I never to my 
will I ever write a, a Sefer Torah with a letter less, with a letter more, even if there's a worry of a fly. So you're right. Shema Yisrael Hashem Elekeinu Hashem Echod. The Dalit is very similar to a Resh. The only difference between the Dalit and the Resh is that on the right side and the top, the Dalit has some protrusion. Now if you write the word Echod and right afterwards a fly will sit on it, there's a fear. A fly might come and sit on that tip, on that crown of the Dalit from the right. He'll erase it. And he'll turn it into Hashem Acher. So even for that, um, I take precautions. That is why I add in the ink this type of concantum substance, which will cause that even if a fly is going to, so to say, try to take out the tag of the Dalit from the side, it, he, will, he will not succeed because there will be a mark left from the Dalit that I wrote. That's the end of the story. And Rabbi Shmuel told him, you're not allowed to do that. We'll get more to that in a moment. So first of all, the Gemara says, this b'raisa doesn't work. Why not? We learned in another b'raisa. Rav Meir said, that when I was by Rabbi Shmuel, I used to put kankantam in the ink. And according to that version, Rabbi Shmuel is the one who said nothing. Only when I came to Rabbi Kiva, he was the one that told me it's prohibited. So the Gemara says there are two questions here. Kasha shimush ashimush, the sequence of studying, with whom did he study first? In the Braisa number one, first he studied by Rabbi Kiva, and then he went to Rabbi Shmuel. In Braisa number two, first he was by Rabbi Shmuel, and then he went to, to Rabbi Kiva. And Kasha Osra Osra, who was the one that had said it's Osr? Was it Rabbi Kiva or was it Rabbi Shmuel? And the Gemara adds, Bishlem shimush ashimush Kasha, the sequence of where did Rabbi Meir study can be worked out that Meikara also like coming to Rabbi Kiva first. Rabbi Meir went to Rabbi Kiva. However, Kivan Dolaymatsi Kam Ali, when Rabbi Meir was unable to fully understand that which is in the heart of Rabbi Kiva. As Rashi explains that Rabbi Kiva, aside of teaching the halacha, he taught what we call the Gemara, the logic behind one reason, the logic behind the other reason. And Rabbi Kiva was so good in explaining everyone's opinion that you really, you really never figured out with whom is Rabbi Kiva standing with. Or oh, it's the other Tanoim when they taught, they explained the reason why they in the way they do. They also quoted the other opinions, but they didn't explain them as well. So you chapt. What's the, what's the sheet of my Rebbe? Rabbi Kiva explained everyone's opinion. And whoever's opinion he was explaining, you felt that has to be the halacha. So he couldn't figure out first the bottom line. So he went to Rabbi Yishmael. And Vegamar Gemara, and he learned the whole Gemara. The word Gemara here means tradition. He learned the entire, today would be, he learned the whole Shulchan Aruch, All the four halakim. In other words, he knows now what the halach is. And then Hadar and then he went to Rabbi Kiva, Savar Svara, to figure out how to learn more Be'iyun, to understand the logics behind every opinion in the Divrei Elikim Chaim of the Torah. Mikan, parenthetically, you see that there is an advantage to first mastering a lot more Legirsa, which is the Seder of how we're learning, that Tfakert, more Kamos, like the Rebbe said, Kamos is Machriya Echos. If you understand a lot, if you know more, then ultimately you'll understand it deeper as well. Elo Osra Osra Kashia, but who was the one that prohibited Kankantaim? To which the Gemara says Taka Kasha. And as we learned many times that there's a Tayufta, there's a word Kasha. Kasha means it's a question that could be answered, um, maybe. Rashi emphasizes over here, um, and as we'll learn soon in the Gemara, the issue 
of the kankantoim is only because of the umacha. So the question is, how does that affect writing Sifrei Torah? In other words, if you can't use kankantoim, don't use kankantoim when you are writing uh, Megillah Saita. Now we'll learn also opinions in the Gemara in a moment from Tanoim that you can take an actual Sefer Torah and take out from it the portion of the Saita and use it for a Saita. And if that would be the case, then he was being told that he should not use kankantoim when he's writing the Parsha of the Saita in the Sefer Torah. But maybe that is only what Rabbi Shmuel told him. And maybe Rabbi Kiba, who was the one that answered, Rabbi Shmuel didn't care if he used the, his ink with kankantam for the rest of the Sefer Torah. And maybe Rabbi Kiva told him, don't use kankantam in any part of the Sefer Torah. As I said to Rabbanan, if you're going to use it in the Bereshis Bar Kim, you might end up using it when you're writing the parish of the Sefer That's according to the opinion of... That only of works if... We're gonna, let's see in a moment. Anyways, I'm sure there are many other answers. Right. How, how, how did the answer of, of the Kankantan answer the fact that maybe he would have left out the olive from Emma? No, 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 no. That, no, that was beautiful. No, it was first Rabbi Shmuel told him that you have such a responsibility. You have the whole world in your hand. And Avmeir says, I'm very aware of that. Not only am I aware of that, because of that fear of making a chaseris, I use Kankantan. Because when I write Kankantan, nothing can become... Erased. Now, Tanya, Rabbi Huda Omer, Hoi Rav Meir Omer. Rav Meir always said that's the meaning of Hoi Rav Meir Omer. La Koil Matinim Kankantoim. More on what we just mentioned. That really La Koil meaning for Sifretayra, for Tefillin, for Mezuzas, you can add Kankantoim inside the ink, turning the Amin. Chutz, the only place. This is Rabbi Yehuda's version of Rav Meir that you cannot add Kankantoim. Even in a Sefer Torah, Rashi says, Chutz mi parsha buvad. As we'll see in a moment, Rabbi Yehuda, B'Shem Rav Meir, understands that you do not need to write parshas soitel l'shma. It could be taken from a Sefer Torah. And therefore, being that everyone is moida, that umacha, ksav, shiyuchal, lihimachais, so there you cannot kankante. By the way, the procedure for the soita needed to be done only by a coin. So if, according to these Tanoim, who held that you can use an actual Sefer Torah and from it to take out the portion of the soita, it, that would only be good if the Sefer Torah was written by a coin. Ein Hanami. The Nakuda is, you don't need, you don't need Exiva Lishma. Okay. However, Rabbi Yaakov says, in the name of Rabbi Meir, no, that Chuch the only place where you cannot put kankantim in is only when you wrote that special Megillah Saita. But in a Sefer Torah, even the Parshas Saita and Parshas Nasi, even that could be written with kankantim in Dindiyoi. Because Rabbi Yaakov holds that you need to have the Ksiva L'Shem Saita. When you write a Sefer Torah, you're writing it L'Shem Sefer Torah. You're not writing it for a Saita, so you can never use from the Sefer Torah that parchment for the Saita. So we don't care if you use Kankantoim in a Sefer Torah. My Benayu, Amar Abiyirmiya, the difference between the first opinion in Rav Meir, Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Yaakov is Lim Chayk Lam in a Torah, Whether you can erase it from a Sefer Torah as we explain. Now, the question is, how can you disqualify a Sefer Torah? So there are those who want to learn that Eina Hanami, that Using a Sefer Torah is only acceptable if the Sefer Torah is puzzle anyway. There are others who hold that no, 
that Rabbi Yehuda B'Shem Rav Meir held that you can actually disqualify a Sefer Torah. If Hashem allowed his name to be erased in water and the name of Hashem is written a few times in the few psukim that are written in that Megillah, so then that's the same logic. So you can pass a Sefer Torah in order to make peace between a man and his wife. Now, the Gemara suggests perhaps... No one disagrees that you can write a Megillah for a site. The question is, can you also take it from the Sefer Torah itself? Perhaps the Machlekes between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbeinu Yaakov B'Shem Rav Meir is connected to the following Machlekes. At the time we learned, that if a Megillah was written for one woman and for whatever reason it was not used, so the Tanakama holds you cannot use it for another site. However, Rab Achai Bar Yoishia Oimer, no, you could use it. Again, Luchuram, the Machlekes is whether you need to have a Ksiva Lushma or not. So Rabbi Achai, who says that you do not need a Ksiva Lushma, he will hold like Rabbi Yehuda B'Shem Rav Meir that you can take it from a Sefer Torah. Luchuram. Rab Achai, the Tanakam of this Braisa that learns that you need to have a Ksiva Lushma, who hold like Rabbi Yaakov says the Gemara that not nisht, and from both sides I'll show you how one argument is not necessarily connected to the other. The Tanakama says in the second Braisa that you should not use that's Elak, even the Intik Lushum Rachel, because one Intik means it was, it was removed, but here it means it was prepared for. When the Megillah was written for, let's say, Rachel, now the Tanakhama says, You cannot use it for another woman. You understand? It was written for one woman. You can't use it for another woman. Avul maybe he will even be able to go with the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda, B'Shem Rav Meir. A Sefer Torah was not written for a woman. A Sefer Torah was written, L'Shem Sefer Torah. The stomach, Siva. And therefore... Maybe even he will agree that hachinamik de that you can use from that Sefer Torah, the Parsha, of the Saito. Just also to point out, don't forget that you didn't take all the Psukim together, as we learned, according to the three Bemachlaikas Tanoim. But you would have to push it like we would say today, copy and paste. You would take out a piece and leave a piece and take out a piece. However, and, and on the other side, the Vaiter, Amirab Nachmabar Yitzchak, let me tell you from the other angle. To prove that one art, one machlekes tanoim is not necessarily connected to the other. that allows us to use one megillah from one site for the other because the first one was written for a site. It was written to bring curses if the woman is guilty. And a chanami was not written for Leah, but he doesn't eat ksiva lishma. Masha'in can maybe the reason why he says by a Torah cannot be used because since a Torah was written it was not written it was written again to learn look how interesting how Rav Papa says that a Sefer Torah is written and Rav Nachman says a Sefer Torah is written period okay Stomach means it was written yeah or Stam, you can say, Stam is Sifri Torah, Tefillin and Mezuzahs. That's the Lashon that is used for Seifrin. Anyways, now ask the Gemara of Rabachai, but Rabbi Yoshe, Leislei, doesn't they hold, don't they hold of the following Mishnah? That teaches us, get that Kosov, Legadash, Esishtai, if a person were to get to divorce his wife, and he changed his mind. 
but he has a get written. And then if Mitzo'oi ben Iroi, if he finds another Yid that lives in a city, that's important because the name of the city is written in the get. And he tells his friend, My name is like your name. So why didn't you take the get? I just saved you a few dollars. So says the Mishnah Pasalagarish boy because it says because of law, law lishma. So don't they hold that Ksiva's get has to be Lishma? How can they hold that a Megillah Saito does not have to be Lishma? So Amrei, the answer they gave in Yeshiva was Hasam over there by a get, since the title says the words Vikasav La. And the word La is extra, and the word La means it has to be written for her. The word La is written adjacent to the word Vikasav. So the Ksiva has to be Lishma. And over here, you don't have the words Vikasav La. That's why the Vachai holds, you don't need a Ksiva Lishma. I, the Gemara says, you're right. You don't have the word because of law, but you have the words va'asala. He shall do it for her. So the Gemara says, yeah, va'asa has to be done for her. Mayasiya, doing means the erasing. Because you know what doing does? Doing is the conclusion. Conclusion means that if there's something that needs to have 10 steps, the doing is the 10th step. <clears throat> so the mechika is the end step. The mechika has to be lishma. But the Ksiva, according to those Tanoim, does not need to be Lishma. Let's go right. Then the Mishnah says that And now the Gemara is going to give a Gavaldic question. The question is, who is the author of our Mishnah? So when it came to the beginning of the Mishnah, we spoke out, even though the Mishnah gave different possibilities of having already the Mincha sanctified and having her still say, I don't want to drink the waters, or where she says, I don't want to drink the waters, when the Megillah was erased and the Mincha is still there. Since we learned yesterday that even though normally you have to follow the order of the Chumash, but when it comes to the, to the Hakrava and to the Hashka'a, there we allow a Bidiyevit, we allow an inversion even if it's not ideal, so the Mishnah can still be worked out as we spoke out. But here, there's going to be a great question. Mani, who must be the sheet of our Mishnah that says that the moment she drinks, her face already starts to change, she already starts to die, that has to be Rab Shimon. Which says, like we learned yesterday, that first you bring the Mincha, and only afterwards, Mashka. Why must it be Rab Shimon? And we spoke that out yesterday. The waters can only work when they finish doing everything the Torah says needs to be done. According to the shittas that held, that first mashka and then makriv, after she would drink the waters, nothing would happen to her. You know when the waters would start to work? When they put the kemitz on the fire. And the fact that the Mishnah says, Mamash, that the moment she hardly finishes to drink, she already begins to have the effects of the waters, it must be that our Mishnah is speaking about that the mincha was brought. Because the kama mincha, according to everyone, before the mincha is brought, the water will not start working. And why is that? Because it says in the Parsha Saita, regarding the mincha, it's called mincha zikarin, a mincha of remembrance. Remembrance of what? Maskeres oven. It, it's a reminder of her sin. In other words, the mincha is that, like the waters, that will cause her to die. Which means before the mincha is offered for her, the waters will not work. Because if the waters work without the mincha, then how is the mincha a reminder of her sin? The water is a reminder of her sin. Oh, 
So therefore, so according to the opinions that we learned yesterday, that first mashke va'acharkach makriv chachamim. So then she would drink the waters. Nothing would happen. Then the warnings would be the moment they put the kmeitz on the fire. Oh, her face begins to turn into an unhealthy color. Aim a seifa, but then it doesn't work. How can our Mishnah be Rav Shimon? It says in the seifa in our Mishnah, if she has a schus, and again a mirtz Hashem tomorrow, what schus? Then hoisa Yeah, that can only go according to the Chachamim because the Rav Shimon, as we will learn in the Mishnah, Davchav Beis, Rav Shimon holds ein schus toilo b'mayim amarim. That there is no schus that suspends this punishment. And we spoke at Rab Shimon many daf ago. He has two good reasons why schus should not work. So who's the author of our Mishnah? Answers the Gemara Amrab Chizdar. Mishnah is Rabbi Kiva Gavaldik. Rabbi Kiva, like we learned yesterday, holds like Rab Shimon that first makriv, esmen chasa, and then mashke. However, Rabbi Kiva holds like the Chachamim, ubis schus, savrulak araban, and that's schus taylor. Which is really good because Tam Mishnah, Rav Meir, right? Tam Mishnah. Rav Meir was a Talmud of. I'm sorry, Rebbe was a Talmud of Rav Meir, and Rav Meir was a Talmud of Rabbi Kiva. So, Bechal, Tam Mishnah is, is Rebbe, Rav Meir, and Rabbi Kiva. Now, Vahim, Oimirim Hoitziyua, or double Hoitziyua, Hoitziyua, take her out. Why? My Talmud, Dilma, Mesa, she might die. Asks the Gemara, so what? What's the rush? But if she'll die, she cannot be in Machna Levia. The Mishnah spoke out that where did she drink the waters? Inside the airspace of Shar Niknar. Shnar Niknar is on the boundary of Machna Shechina. Shar Niknar is still only Kaviyachal, relative to, sanctified with the Kedusha of Machna Levia, of Harabayas. And we learned this also. In Nazir, we learned that a person, which are we, we are, because of Tumas Meis, we're not prevented from going into Machna Levia. That was the whole irony. That a lower Tuma, right, a Nida, Zava, Balkeri, cannot go into Machna Levia. We have to go to the Mikvah. You have to have head of Shemesh. Only then the next day can you go into Machna Levia. But Tmei Meis could enter Machna Levia. And Veloy Tmei Meis Bilvad Nomru, Elafilu Meis Atzmai. Even a Meis himself is allowed to be by Machna Levia Lechatchila. As it says, Vayikach Moishas Atzmas Yosef Imoi, that Moishe Rabbeinu took the remains of Yosef's, the, the remains of Yosef with him. And the word Imoi means Bemechitzasai. Moishe Rabbeinu lived in Machna Levia. Answers the Gemara, Amar Abaya, you're right. The reason why they said Hoitziyua was not because she might die while she's in that area. That's not the end of the world. Her dying is the end of the world. This issue of her being there, a maze can be there. However, the question is, the, the fear is, Shematifreis Nida. She might become a Nida, and a Nida, like a Zov, and a Zava, and a Balkeri, are Asurim to enter Machna Levia. A woman who's a nida cannot be a machna levia. Oh, very good. So we have to learn a sechtas nida. So, like so there are women that have a veskavua, and there are women that don't have a veskavua, and there are halachas about it. That goes to everything. In other words, how can she eat kachim? She might become a nida. We don't say that. There are certain periods from where we have a fear. Asks the Gemara, Lememra de Isusa Marpia. Are you telling me that because of her fright, right, she's going to. The word marpia means loose, marape, not from healing, from looseness. Does fear, does dread 
make her uterus loosen and it allows a drop of blood to leave, can be, the says, in, yeah, it is. Because it says, this is when Esther found out that Marchai donned on him a sackcloth. And it says the word chel means fear. Double, double afraid. She became very afraid. And we know, we, we learned this in Megillah, the word ma'oid, you take the letters, you switch them around, it forms the letters odoim, red. She became red, meaning that she became a nida. That fear, sudden fright, can cause a woman to become a nida. And Ramadav, she appears a nida. So how can you say that? But we learned that charodim is like as damim. That charodim also means a fear. It is misalik, the blood, meaning it contracts her uterus. It does not allow blood to come out. What is this then learned in? So we will learn the following, that when a woman has a veskavua, or today, even for most women who don't have a veskavua, every time we go through an oina benenis, if that period of time went and the woman did not make a bedika, she's becheskas temeya. Because since either she has a veskavua, so her vest should have come in that time. Or today, every 30th day from the previous beginning, we say a woman will see dam. So if she makes a bedika, which is what she should during the Oina Bainanis period, and the bedika during that period is clean, that's a proof that she did not see blood. But if she forgot to make a bedika, even if she makes a bedika after the Oina Bainanis, she's becheskas tameya. And it's, this is a very uh, serious rule. So there are dinim that if she didn't take a bath, you can say that she can do it afterwards. But for sure, when a woman allowed the Oina Beninus to pass and she forgot to make a bedika and she took a bath, there's a real shayla ask her of whether she can be with her husband. However, we learned in Masech Nida that during a time of siege and women were hiding because that enemy uh, troops were surrounding the city. So they're in hiding. They're constantly afraid. And she was unable to make a bedika during that, during her vest kavua. There the din will be that as long as if she makes a bedika afterwards and it's clean, she's still tahira. I, that period came and went and you have to prove that she doesn't see blood because the, she's muhzak that she'll see them. So the din is, So what does fear do? Does fear bring on the, the, the dam or the, the period or does fear prevent it from coming? Answers the Gemara, a sudden fright is tzamis. Tzamis means it loosens. Fakert, fakert. Pachta means a constant fear. A constant fear is going to, tzamis, is going to contract it. Which is like when you have a whole, yeah, your enemy is surrounding your city. And you're hiding for many, many, for a long time. But the isusa, but a sudden fright, merapya will loosen it, which is the case of a woman, all of a sudden, shetaka knew she might die, but she drank the waters. It's a haray, she thought she'll get away with it. All of a sudden, she begins to feel that she's dying, so she's overcome with a sudden dread, and she might become a nida, and that's why they said, let's go weiter. Says the Gemara, if she had a merit, then she can live. The way we are learning is the effects of the water happens immediately, but it doesn't go to the end. She doesn't die. She can be hanging. She can be protected from the full punishment. One two or three years, asks the Gemara, Mani Masnisen, who is the author of our Mishnah? Not like Abba Yoisi ben Hanan, not like Rabbi Elazar ben Yitzchak Ish Kfar Doroim, and not like Rabbi Yishmol. The Tanya, like we learned in Abraisa, they all ascribe to Zchus 
but not in the three-year period. For how long? For three months. Which is the time that it takes from when a woman conceives until when it's apparent that she is pregnant. These are the words of Abba Yesi ben Chanan. Says Rashi, what's the three, month, three months? A few lines to the bottom, right under the gil in Ashas. That the Dodish that Abba Yesi ben Chanan expounds the words in the Pasik and the Parsha of Saita. The, the literal words are written when she's not guilty. That if she's not guilty, v'niksa v'nizra zara. That she's clean and she's going to be blessed that she will from now on be able to conceive. She didn't have children, she'll have children. But they expounded that, that, that this pasik is hinting to a case where a woman is guilty and she's going to die. But aschus can prevent the death for the time that it takes. V'niksa aladei schus k'dei v'nizra zara. What does Venizra Zara mean? The time that it would take her to be, to be visibly pregnant. That's Abba Yosi. Back in the Gemara, back in the Braiser, Rabbi Elozer ben Yitzchak Yishkvardorim says nine months from the same Pasuk. It says, Again, When she's innocent, she, she'll, she'll be blessed. Alpidrush, if she's guilty, but she has a schos, then she's going to stay hanging, not dying. The, the Venizra Azara time. And how much time is that? Well, Alanoimer, Zera, it says in Tehillim, Zera, Ya'avidenu, Yusupar, Ladoir. Right? It says that Hashem's praises will be told to the last generation of everything that Hashem did to us during Golus. That is the literal meaning of the Pasik. But here again, Al Pidrush, we're saying that there's going to be a schus that's going to be protecting her from death for how much time? For the time that it would take from conception for a baby being born, that is the amount of time that's chos Rabbi Shmuel says that that is chos for twelve months. And Afal Rabbi Shmuel says I can't prove it to you, but I have a hint. We're going to see the hint is much more than a hint. It's actually quite clear. As it says, and this is a Pasuk, like Rashi points out in the four lines from the bottom, that Daniel, after he heard the dream of the tree, Daniel interpreted the dream to Nebuchadnezzar. And what did he tell him? After he told him the dream that Nebuchadnezzar is going to be in Nitra, Rashi says, let's read inside Rashi, Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar is going to be expelled from the civilization. And Veliois, and he's going to have to live with the animals and the wild animals. However, he then told Nebuchadnezzar, nevertheless, O my king, Milki Yishpar Allah. May my advice be agreeable to you that that you should redeem your sins by giving tzedakah. And and your inquiry should be redeemed by being mechan, by having chain, by being graceful to the anyon, to the poor people. Turning to that chafalov. And if you're going to do that, if you're going to give a lot of charity, a lot of tzedakah, tzedakah tatzel nimavis. And in his case, he was condemned he was condemned to go through terrible suffering, but it would prevent, it would be toila, it would hold back that punishment from starting. And it says that, hey, they will extend the time of your tranquility. And it worked, because Nebuchadnezzar took the advice, and he gave a lot of tzedakah, and he was mechan la'anyon. And it says that, all of the punishments that 
that Daniel interpreted from the dream happened to him. But you know when? It says, It only started to happen after 12 months. So you see from over here, that's Chus Taylor, 12 months. Now this is such a good proof. The Nix of an Zara is such a stretch. You know, the Pshat is, she's innocent. Al-Pidrush, she's guilty. Here, the only one that said, I don't have a proof, I only have a Pshat was Rabbi Yishmol. So first of all, before we get back to that, the question is, our Mishnah says one, two, or three years. Who's the author of our Mishnah? Says the Gemara Lo'elam, the author of our Mishnah is Rabbi Yishmol. The Bible, we already had the author of our Mishnah, Rabbi Kiva. It's not bothering anyone that here the author is Rabbi Yishmol. And Va'ashkach Kro. The Amar Vitani. And we find in a Pasik that states and states again that Zchus can be Taylor. And actually, there's a Pasik that states three times that Zchusim can hold back punishment from starting or from finalizing. As it says, that for the three sins I have looked, but I haven't reacted. And then the Pasik says, but for the fourth, I'm not going to hold back for the fourth. So one, two, three, so there's chus ta'ila a year. But Hashem can look one year, and then another year, and then a third year. It can, be, it can repeat itself three times. But now the question is, like we said, This is Mama Sharaya. At least for one year, Rabbi Shmuel, for what he said, there's Araya. Answers the Gemara Gavaldik, Dilma Shani You can't bring a proof from Ananju that Hashem held back his punishment. To Jew, for the Jewish people, because the Mifkat Dina Olayu. As Rashi says, the way that Hashem behaves is, is that for the, for the non Jews, punishment is held back. There's a lot more in this world apparent uh, understanding and patience. By the Jewish people, Hashem's punishment comes a lot quicker. So the fact that Hashem held back his punishment for the Vuchanetzer for a year. Okay, that's for Nebuchadnezzar, and that's for Umar Sa'ilam. But that doesn't prove, it's not a raya that Hashem would do the same thing for the Jewish people. However, He does, as we learn in our Mishnah, that even for a Saita, not one year, but even one, two, and even three years. Just to speak out in the positive, why would that happen? So as we spoke out, the Rebbe spoke about the Tfilos of, of Eliezer, and that we find a few times in the Torah, right, three times that someone made a Tfilah, and they were either answered immediately or terem, before they finished speaking, they were already answered. That that has everything to do with the closeness that one has with godliness. That just like in the physical world, time and space are connected. So if I send a message to you, it's going to get to you when? That depends how far you are. The further you are, the longer it's going to take. Or the closer you are, the quicker it's going to take. So the tzaddikim that were very close to Elikus, they got the response right away. And likewise with the, with, the, with, the, with the chosen people, that the Eden, that because of our closeness to Hashem, our actions and the reactions that it causes are affected in this world very quick. Nevertheless, the schus can still be taila up until three years. And it's Hashem to be continued.